Okay, so today we're going to be talking about, uh, I think, a big topic for men to really understand, um, especially in dating and relationships. And this is around nice guy, uh, nice guy syndrome for men. And we're going to dive into this a little bit more with, you, you said Fazal. Faisal. Faisal. <laughs> I do that on names all the time. Faisal, I might butcher them. Okay. Um, so Faisal, uh, if you just tell people kind of like uh, if, if you are kind of what you do, buddy, and then we'll, we'll just jump into a conversation, mate. Sure. I'm, I'm Faisal Kokar. I'm a men's dating coach. Uh, I help nice guys overcome the nice guy syndrome and become high value charismatic men that women desire and fellow men respect. Uh, I'm a recovering nice guy myself. And I know the struggles that come with dating, especially after a divorce or a, a, you know, a big breakup. So I help the guys navigate to, to dating, understand women and become successful at it so they can build a healthy relationship. Or if they want to have a lifestyle of being a, a guy with, with lots of dates, lots of women, I help them you know, pick whatever lifestyle they want. So some guys want to get married, be monogamous. Some guys just want to play the field because they're like in their 30s and 40s and they say, hey, I've never been on more than three, four dates or I've never slept with more than one person. So they've got that urge in them just to uh, get out there and experience and, you know, do the things that they never got to do when they were uh, young. It's, that's in, it's interesting now because like when you say that because it's like uh, you see all sorts, don't you, of like different stages of where men are at where um like seeing the guys that are kind of like you say they've got um in a relationship young had kids got married and all that and then they get to like mid 30s 40s or something and they have the breakup and then it's like they kind of like want to sow those seeds or (laughs) or go a bit wild but like they just like they don't have the fucking skills to to do it right yeah, absolutely. I mean, I uh, I settled young, so I was uh, I wasn't great with the ladies. I was I was a former tech geek, so I spent a lot of a lot of time with the computers and machines and understanding the language of data rather than language of love and women and attraction. So when it came to social interactions, talking to people, I mean, I could talk to people, have conversations, and be fun and exciting about it, but I really struggled inside. Inside of me, I was thinking, oh, am I good enough? Will they like me? What happens if I say something that will upset someone? Or, you know, if I say something and I don't agree with it, I'll just stay quiet. So there was a lot of me, my people pleasing came out. And people couldn't always see it from the outside, but I was a big people pleaser. I just didn't want to rock the boat, not upset anyone. And uh, as a result, you know, I wasn't very good with the ladies. I mean, I, I couldn't approach anyone talk to anyone that I found attractive. So it was, you know, whoever paid me attention, I'd be like, okay, this is, this is as good as it gets. So what happened was it was more of not having the option. So I settled instead. How long did you settle for? What's that? How long did you settle for? All right. So the first relationship I had, I was about 17, 18, and it was like my first girlfriend and it was a, six-year relationship okay. and it was five five years and nine months too long i should have exited the relationship uh within within a few months she was very toxic and controlling and what happened was you know what nice one of the things about nice guys they're, they're you know they're huge people pleasers they have this um outset that you know i'm a really nice person but inside is a very different story mm. because inside it's it looks good on the outside, but inside I'm trying to, you know, ho- you know, outside I'm holding it together, inside I'm not. And we don't want to upset anyone. We don't want to be n- not liked or be not accepted. So what I did was I settled into this relationship and I think, okay, um, this seems cool. This is the best I'm going to get. So I stayed within the relationship. And then after a few months, it started to get um, uncomfortable. You know, she started to get quite controlling, quite possessive. And then over time, slowly, this happened really, really slowly. And it was um, like a slow drip poison. And then she said, you know, you can't hang out with your mates. And I thought, what? This is, this is why? And she said, no, I want to see you. Let's spend time together. You don't need to go and see your mates. And then I'm like, yeah, okay. Just like the nice guy, very compliant, very agreeable. 
So I just went along with what she wanted because I didn't want to upset her. I didn't want to get her mad or get her angry. So I just did everything she said. And I was that yes, man. Um, you see that um, that's a big one, isn't it? It's like where um, guys getting into, uh, into relationships and then is what they actually give up for the relationship. Cause they think that's the thing to do. That's what you do. That's what a good, man does or a good partner does is right and it's like kind of the happy wife happy life thing and it's where you give up your friend circles you give up the activities you enjoy yeah and you just become fucking miserable and yeah you do probably depressed as well yeah everything it was it was it just it really took away my spirit my soul it had a huge effect on that and you know because if i if i did everything that she wanted it'd give her you know, it make her happy. And because I was such a needy codependent guy. So when she was happy, I was happy. She had my emotional center. Yeah. And, and that cycle of that dopamine of like excitement of, oh my, she's happy, then life's good. And then it'll go and it wouldn't last. Then it'd be like, okay, what, do, what else do I need to do to make her happy? What does she need? Right. Where's her emotional, where, where is she? And you know, her emotions, like the feminine emotions can be anywhere. It's, it's like a storm. It can be anywhere. But I'm trying to logically, I'm the fixer. You know, I'm, I'm trying to fix everything. It's got to be fixed. Once it's fixed, every, life is going to be rosy. Life's going to be good. If I can just fix a few things and if I keep doing the same thing and trying it harder, I'm sure it'll work. What was the, what was like uh, for you personally, what was like, what was your kind of light bulb moment where, you started to kind of hang on a minute and really start to kind of um, look for a different or an alternative approach or um, go in a different direction or kind of really start, I suppose, doing that work on yourself that kind of takes you out of that. What you probably didn't even know at the time was, was nice, nice guy um, behavior. Yeah. There was a, there was a lot of stuff in my, in my own psychology. I, I mean, at that time, I had no idea about psychology, understanding about human behavior. So I was more like on autopilot. And I stayed in the relationship for a long time. We even got engaged. I thought, you know what, if I if we get married, if I propose to her, things are going to get better. It's, it's going to settle down. It's going to stabilize. So forever, I'm looking for that stabilization in the relationship. Yeah. And how naive was I looking back? So I'm doing, and I'm trying to take it to the next level, to the next level, thinking that actually when I reach certain level, it's going to stabilize, things are going to get better. I'm not going to be walking on eggshells anymore. She's not going to be mad at me. She's not going to, uh, she's going to allow me to see my friends. So she's isolated me a lot from my friends and even my family. And over time, you know, looking back at it, it was, it was difficult, but over, in those moments, after a little while, um, you get to a point from when you don't feel enough to I've had enough. And she used to say to me, look, if you leave, if you leave, I will commit suicide and it will be, yeah. And it'll be on your hands. Yeah. It'll be because of you. So when you're like 19 years old and you're still a young kid, you know, and when you hear that, that, you know, if she, if I leave, she'll commit suicide because she used to go through huge depre- depressive states and low states. And that's the last thing I wanted to ha- in happen. So I stayed and just thought, you know what, I, I can make a better, I'm sure, you know, things will turn around. And then it got to, you know, like maybe six years. And then I got to a point where it's like, I can't do this anymore. I, I just had enough. And I got to a stage where I thought, I don't give a fuck what happens now. If she wants to take a life, uh, it's not on me. And I didn't talk to anybody, anyone about it because I felt really embarrassed. My friends used to say, you know, you don't come out anymore. You know, we don't see you anymore. What, what's going on? And I'd be like, yeah, no, it's okay. And everything's cool. I used to uh, present a really good uh, front. Yeah. Right. But they had no idea how much I was struggling in the background, in the relationship, how unhappy and, you know, deflated I was my spirit went, my confidence went everything just deflated but it got to that point where I I said I've had enough and I remember going out with my friends uh for um for a night out and it just felt so good 
it just felt so good. I was in, I remember being in, in a, in a club with my friends and this girl gave me attention. And I thought, wow, this is nice. You know? And it, it was nothing, nothing happened to it, but it was, it was nice. And then I realized, well, why am I being treated like this? So I had enough. And I just told her, I said, look, I can't do this anymore. If you want to take your life, look, it's on you, not on me. And then I just walked out. And then two weeks later, she's out on a holiday with her mates. Gutted, right? And I thought, what? You're this person who wants to say, hey, I'm going to take my life. And then and two, weeks, <laughs> two weeks later, she's on a holiday. You see, these, um, all this nice guy uh, stuff and nice guy syndrome, and this, this never really made sense to me before. So I think it's like, I think for me, coming from like uh, a background in the Navy, like from 16 years old, it's just like, it, it was pretty much, um, I came from almost like an opposite end where there was just women, like fucking ever, especially if you're in the military, you're a sailor, right? It's like, it is so stereotypical that yeah. it's just, um, it's like, all the time it was like like it was super easy to get women like cheated in every single relationship that I was ever in it was like it, all of these all of these pieces but is when i actually is like you know reading the mr nice guy book even by robert glover right and i've um had a, a training with him as well is you realize i think that like a, a lot of a lot of men because i wouldn't put myself in that bracket but in some way I think a large majority or not, not most men have some characteristics of that in some form. And, and cause I would never, I'd be like, no, I'm definitely not in the nice guy. I'm, I'm I would have come from more of the, the asshole yeah. bracket of like, you're, you're, the, uh, you're the bad boys. You're the, you're the bad boy that we'll be looking at the bar. I'm going, Oh my God, he's getting all the girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not me? <laughs> yeah. 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 Why but, not me? What's he yeah, doing? <laughs> yeah. 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 He's like more from, more from that side. But if you look deeper into it, it's just like, especially if you like it, look at nice guy stuff coming from like a lot from childhood. Right. It's, there's a lot in that, even in that book, right. As well from Robert Glover, but things like so boundaries much. and like, and, and knowing your needs and like being being okay with um conflict in relationship and all these sorts of things are like um it's really insightful um like and I, I kind of went into that looking just from curiosity and obviously the work i do with men is like come up with a lot of guys that are kind of have the kind of the nice guy um behaviors that really struggle with it so to understand that and i'm like oh shit i actually see myself in some of these areas too it's like really really interesting <laughs> um to see like i saw myself coming from the opposite end but actually it's just like i think most men um actually have some of those traits is that do you kind of do you kind of see that as well yeah absolutely absolutely there are um for example having you know your background you know you had the abundance of women you had the status you you know women were throwing themselves at you um for us nice guys we didn't have that confidence we didn't have that uh, presence for us to receive that. But I do, you know, I coach a lot of guys now and I do see that everyone has, you know, nice guys like a spectrum as well, or there's some parts of us, which like you said, uh, avoiding conflict, uh, boundaries, (laughs) a lot to do is with, you know, with our childhood. And one of the things that, you know, I discovered when I started doing a lot of work was that, um, you know, my mom suffered from mental health illnesses uh, and and because of that, I had to support her. So I became her emotional uh, rock. And then what happens is that my emotional center wasn't with me anymore. And that's, you know, and it was very much on her. I'm trying to make mom happy. And I'm yeah. trying to, so what happens is I started repeating the same patterns, what I did in my childhood with, you know, my adult lives. And then I learned something more about, you know, like codependency. I had no idea what codependency was. Then I went further and deeper. Then I started learning about enmeshment, you know, mother-son enmeshment, how when you're enmeshed to mom, uh, you know, like you, you're in her uh, psychological web. Because of that, then you are less independent, you know, and the signs of that is, you know, indecisiveness, not knowing what you want, not actually being able to connect to your own emotion because, you kind of deprived of concentrating on your emotions. You were so focused on your mom's emotions because you wanted to make sure that she's okay. 
right? So you had no capacity to regulate your own emotions. Uh, so when I started learning about this, so yeah, I do see common signs. I mean, I have had some uh, guys who've been in the army yeah, and, and they come from such a structured place, right? There's so much structure in the army, right? But what I realized is when that structure is taken away, they don't have their own structure, yeah. their own mask, like their own framework. Yeah. And a framework would look like, you know, like boundaries, you know, boundaries is, you know, like when I had that toxic relationship, I had no boundaries. It's, it's interesting you say that as well. You like having military guys come because it's a hundred percent. That's one of the biggest issues um, I see from, um, for military guys, veterans is because you handed this structure on a silver platter that you don't even realize like you have that like very strong leadership structure as well and and hierarchy and it's just um where everything's handed to you and people think life in the military is actually like really hard but it's actually pretty fucking easy to be honest from my experience it's like nah, it's actually pretty fucking easy it was great you just you know hanging with a bunch of guys all the time like working hard yeah but like you're having a lot of fun i think because you have all this structure in place for you. And that was a really important um, learning for me from like struggling from not having structure. I didn't understand. And then seeing like um, a lot of my life fall apart after I left. Right. And that's why I kind of got into the, into doing work on myself. Cause it was like, what the fuck, man, I've come, I'm like coming from leadership roles and kind of, you know, being fucking awesome at my job and what I'm doing um, like you say, never really struggling with the women's side, super confident. And now I'm like, everything feels like it's falling apart. And I'm like, I'm, I'm really struggling. I'm like, I have anxiety. I'm like, I've never fucking had anxiety before. What the fuck? I didn't even understand what was going on with it. So yeah, there's this, the structure piece, um, like that as an extreme example from, for me, but it's like, there's a, there's the structure piece is like really, really fucking important. Cause it is, it is a, it is a masculine trait, isn't it? And it's something again, it's like you look so for much. like what women look for is like, is really in a simplest is like want a, a man who's kind of shows up and leads in his kind of healthy masculinity. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things I say about <clears throat> when I'm coaching the guys is that structure is so important because yeah. uh, structure and it's like the masculine framework It's a framework. It's like composure. And because you had that in the army, you don't have to think on any other level. You can think more in the logic when you start getting into uh, trying to figure out a framework and structure, you, you're required to be very independent and then lead from that place. So I say that when you have structure and discipline and consistency, it makes women feel safe and it makes you feel sane. So structure makes you women feel safe and it makes men feel sane. You take away discipline, you take away structure, this chaos, and that's what we really struggle with. That's what raises our anxiety, our stress levels. As soon as you take away the masculine part in us and there's yeah. more feminine flow, that's where our cortisol levels go up. As soon as men add structure, they start problem solving, they start to do more masculine kind of stuff. Yeah. What science shows that our cortisol levels go down. You know, our estrogen goes down, our you know, female hormones go down, and our masculine hormones go up. Yeah. So science has been showing that. So more masculine, obviously not going too much on the other side, but a really good balance of this. It's not like a 50-50 balance, but it's a dominant masculine structure for if you're male-oriented uh, body. Yeah, and I, and I think is, there's, a, there's a spectrum to that as well, isn't it, where somebody's, a guy's sweet spot is as well but it's like but it's still definitely a need isn't it is this like you can't be like you can be um kind of more in a, a feminine side as a man but it's like you still need to have access to that masculine structure as like especially in a relationship and i think yeah, that's so much one of the issues isn't it is just like and <clears throat> i think is seeing how the world is now where it's just like this massive pendulum swing of like um, very kind of um, masculine women and kind of like in, you know, kind of doing really well for themselves and in leadership roles is, is, is in kind of really um, kind of coming for more independence of how relationships used to be and men being more feminine and, yeah. and, and struggling. And it's just like, is and, and, and it's like the dynamics have really shifted 
and it's a massive fucking problem. Huge, huge, yeah. huge problem. You know, as most nice guys have over-cultivated feminine side and yeah. under undernourished masculine side because yeah. one you know they're raised more by uh women so they're around women more yeah. because you know fathers aren't that present yeah. uh, for most for most guys you know they're at yeah. work so they're raised by mom they go to the nursery again there's more feminine energy because you know yeah. the teachers are you know women so what's happened is that the, the guys don't get that jump start that initiation into cultivating and building and amplifying their masculine side yeah. and and that's me and most nice guys are more uh, feminized uh you know which has an advantage uh when you start cultivating your masculine side because you're empathetic more you can connect more yeah. you're sensitive more you can feel more but that's only good if you've got your strong masculine frame to contain it all 100 mate is like i've seen that and it's like where i think where I sat on that was coming from an uber masculine environment, almost mm. like probably over the line on that kind of rigidity with that to then kind of having a crisis and then kind of swinging the pendulum too far the other way and going like right into the kind of the feminine aspects and the chaos and all of this, which I think is quite common for guys as well. And then like kind of swinging back really into, into that kind of um, into that, masculine role but it's it's definitely um <laughs> excuse me it's definitely something is like yeah 100 percent uh resonate with that and it's that it's that masculine piece that is or masculinity in general that is like i think men have a lot of shame around as well don't they it's like it's like it's bad to be a man it's just like you 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 it's like and have a lot of anxiety and fear and yes, shame so around much. actually showing up as that because they don't know and have not been shown and it's it's very even grown ass men is just like it's like they don't actually know because they didn't have that key period in masculine development mm. that they come we, we all should have had and we used to get years and years ago you know like in tribes and shit and then um, it's it's kind of revisiting that and it brings up so much shit um, to kind of navigate through and it's like it's and it's not very it's not a black and white and it's very can be extremely challenging for guys to go for. I mean, I, I definitely found that as well. I was like, what the, f where's all this shit come from? It's just like fucking Jesus. It, it was like, it it's... was really insightful and deep shit, but it's like, I'm like, oh man, this is like I, this, but it all makes sense. It's like when you piece it together, it all makes sense. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I like um, what you said about the shame because, you know, shame is, you know, the, the, the emotional feeling of like, I'm not good enough. I'm yeah. broken. There's something wrong with me. And I had a double edge on this as well. The double edged sword on, on shame is one that I felt embarrassed and shameful that I was too feminine. Yeah. And I, I had a lot of like feminine characteristics. Like for example, I was indecisive. I was like, whatever you want, I'll go with the flow, which is, you know, the worst thing to do in, in a relationship. And, yeah. and on the other side, uh, being associated with anything masculine was embarrassing because masculine masculinity has got a, such a bad reputation. Yeah. You know, r right now we're in a, a crisis where anything, the word masculine or something is, it's a bad thing. You, you look in newspapers, media, movies, anything associated with the masculine is bad. And, you know, my theory is that the way toxic uh, feminine kind of, uh, or unhealthy feminine infiltrate is it destroys reputation right men physically destroy you know if you look at school they'll punch each other whereas if you know young girls they'll destroy each other's connections they'll destroy psychologically and emotionally so what's happened is a few group of girls you know like a guy you know women who have been hurt by uh, the unhealed masculine have damaged that reputation you know? yeah. and and so anything associated with masculinity is bad so i'm like thinking right okay well I, i'm too feminine shameful can't be masculine or masculinity so i, I yeah. disowned my masculinity as well and that's a typical nice guy behavior as well it, it is that's one of the i think this is one of the most important points i've touched on this before with uh on a podcast with um you know jack donovan the way of men Yes. Um, and we've kind of these masculinity myths and, it, and it's like, because what men do kind of subconsciously is 
mold ourselves into what we think women want us to be or what they say that they want where and yes. in it, we were saying like that is one of the worst things you can do as a man is to put your masculinity into the hands of a woman like one of the worst fucking things you can do because it's like partly in the sense of like like i said they're kind of there's this chaos and emotional waves and like changing their mind from one minute to the next and their kind of job in a way of what they do is like they is is trying to change you in relationship and where you actually say no (laughs) and this is kind of the point it's if you just go along and go well because it's that kind of it's that kind of misdirection i think isn't it of like uh, of not having um present kind of uh, role models and, and masculine direction from 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 fathers right and then being overly attached to mother the mother mm-hmm. role uh, uh, the feminine and so you just grow up putting your masculinity in the hands of one because you don't know any difference so it's just normal and it, it and guys are like i don't understand is like you know when it comes to like relationships and women especially because that's where all your shit will show up the most is just like and just left confused and just like like you say, just demoralized, feeling emasculated, completely um, lo- loss of confidence, and yeah. like in it's a it's a terrible place from a, like a mental health perspective, an emotional perspective, um, a masculinity perspective. But that's one of the big ones I think is like is for men is do not put your fucking masculinity in the hands of a woman. It's yeah. like you do that with other men, you work yeah. with other men for that. Absolutely, absolutely. Is if you're a uh, you know, there's, there's so many articles and evidence on this that as soon as a woman can push you around, change you, yeah, you know, it might temporarily feel good, or it might you might think is a temporary solution, but what happens is psychologically in the background, she's thinking, well, where's your spine? Where yes. is where, yes. where's your where is the lighthouse? Yeah, because every time the wave comes, the lighthouse is moving with the wave, so that makes her inverted feel unsafe. Right. So if you're just whatever you say, I'll be, yeah. then she's saying, what happens if another girl comes along or another lady comes along and she tells you to be this person? Will you be that person? So therefore, she loses complete trust. There's no trust in that because you'll be whatever somebody else wants you to be. So who's, whoever's hands you're in, you'll be you know, misused by them or you could be potentially misused by them. And that's it, isn't it? It's it's the spine thing. It's just like the it's the lack of spine because of like and like you said, it's like you can't, you know, you can't. It's things like calling out bad behavior in in women in relationships as well. It's like it's kind of like you, you're you're supposed to do that as a guy, right? It's like is you're allowed to do that, or is like yeah, you, is conflict and like where it's like don't be afraid of or not not being afraid of conflict because a lot of guys are but it's just like but you still actually have the kind of balls in the spine to kind of go into it anyway and figure things out and get to resolutions otherwise nothing fucking changes and it's like a lot of these things where it's just like is is the showing your showing that you have a spine is like one of the one of the things I think that men really 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 struggle with that the fucked up relationships and marriages all over and and don't forget as well children right because it's like a lot yeah of, oh so like, i guess I, mean, I know you you have kids don't you as well yeah i've got so i'm raising two boys one's 11 14 yeah. you know and i can see that and actually um it's really come up as a as a as a dad so i've got my older son he moved in with me about a year and a half ago yeah and you know when when he moved he you know, he moved out when he was 5 when when the divorce happened he moved away <laughs> but now so now helping him to evolve a lot of my shit's showing up and i'm thinking gosh man this is you know right now i mean like i'm in a place i mean i teach dating relationships yeah. relationships and dating and attraction it's a lot easier it's not it's a, like walk in the park only because i've built that competency yeah yeah, yeah 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 so once you build that competency over putting the work in yeah so whereas as a dad this is i'm like at the the start the basics it's my Achilles heels and what it showed me was my boundaries it really shone a light on my boundaries because I see myself and I see so many other parents when they tell hey it's nine o'clock phone away or do this and most 
<laughs> it's listening to me. For now, I'm not able uh, to do that. Wow. How is this? How do I trigger this? <laughs> right. It's fine on you. Um, yeah, absolutely. So is this is that not working? <laughs> do I need to call social services or what? So uh the boundaries, it, that's what's come up a lot for me. It's structure and discipline. Mm. Uh, and that's really because, you know, we can be, um, you know, sometimes, you know, for my kids, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, it'd be nice to give them the, the feminine side, which is, oh, don't worry about it, son. Don't do the hard stuff. You know, oh, okay, you, is that what you feel like? Okay, go with it. But actually saying, hey, no, this is the line. This is the boundary. And, and I get a lot of pushback. You know, if you're raising a teenager, you know, those who are raising teenagers will know this, this constant fighting and battle and fighting and battle. And they're pushing you constantly all the time. No, daddy, I want, to, I want half an hour more. I want this. I want this. Oh, I feel like this, please. They're using every single manipulation tool in the book, right? Kids are super manipulators, right? Babies, children, kids. And that's where I realized my boundary is so weak. You know, I thought my boundary and structure was pretty good. So what, what happened was I, he did something uh, about a month ago and I was going to ground him. So what I said was I sat him down and I kept my composure because usually sometimes I get oh, irritated and you know, we lose our grounding. So I, I made an agreement. I said, hey, you know, you can't have your mobile phone for a week. You have to be in, you're grounded. And then I printed off what I said I was going to do. And I said, like, you can't have your phone. You can't have your social media. There's no, uh, you know, you have to be upstairs by eight o'clock. You have to be doing reading. So I made a list. And underneath that, I put something that was very important. Underneath that, I put, dad is to honor this. Because if I honor those boundaries, he's got no choice. It wasn't for me to say, oh, you know what? We're having such a nice time. We, you know, we're watching a movie. We've got popcorn. You know what? It's time to go. Let's just go. Oh, you got to text your mate. Go on then. Just, just go and just text your mate. But what I had to realize was I had to honor it. And if I can honor it, honor it and uphold it, then, then, then he will. That's interesting. It's like, it's, it's, I don't uh, have children yet. So it's, but, under, but understand the, the what happens with men and this is why i think it's a good point to bring up because it's like i think behind for me behind all the all the cool shit that you you get from doing this work whether it's kind of you know more money your confidence um how your you more more sex is like you start living a life that you want you start being more honest is like the big things for me that matter the most is it's like it's the family unit so it's just like you become a better partner and you become a better father. Like these, like ultimately at the, at the core. And so it's, it's, it's cool for me to kind of hear from, from you as a side, especially with teenage boys. What do you say? 11 and. So one's 11, one's 14. Okay. So, so that, that's literally is like in that prime age of, of, of like when you used to get like initiation, right. Uh, and transition. Yeah. So it's, it's like all that, shit's going to come around and it's like that's it's like i suppose that's where it's like oh yeah like your shit's coming up because it's like the most probably the most critical time for them and and for you to kind of lead them isn't it basically and guide them so it's like yeah. uh did you, do you do you have a lot of issues with that or you kind of like are you um are you pretty good from it from the work that you've done already so I thought <laughs> I thought I was good. Uh, <laughs> that was the case. I, I, I was like, yeah, you know, I I, I got this boundaries. I've got this shit fine. Man. Yeah, but I, you know, like as a human being, you know, they can children can really push you, yeah. and, and they will test you until breaking point, and they can pass your breaking point. So it it was that point where I realized my, you know, I have a pretty low threshold or sensitivity uh, high sensitivity th threshold where you know I, i'd be stressed and anxious i'm like okay just just do it so what i realized was i had to amp my discipline more my consistency more keeping my in integrity and that was the, that was the uh, biggest lesson for me was actually i've just been highlighted my integrity is out because if i said no phone that means no phone i've got to uphold that 
even if it's saying, oh, you know what? If my family comes around, oh, it'll be okay. Come on, you can text me. I'm like, no, he's not allowed his phone. And his phone doesn't get back until the date it says on there. And I've got to honor that. And that, and and to me, that was my test more than anybody else. And now he's going through that initiation stage. I, you know, when he comes home, I take an account. I'm like, okay, so he's got rituals to do. So he has yeah. rituals to do. And, he, and he's, they, my kids have been doing the rituals for uh, several years. Nice. So for example, on the weekends, when, uh, when they're with me, they have like a, um, a daily weekend habit they have to complete. So they wake up in the morning, make their bed, uh, drink a bottle of water, three things they're grateful for, what they're going to focus on, uh, what have they learned about themselves and some personal development and then write about that. Once they've ticked all of that, then they get their pocket money. So they don't, they don't get their pocket money for doing housework. I said, because that's a given. You, yeah. We all chip in. Yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. get housework for that. When you do personal development and growth work, that's when you get pocket money for. Nice. Man. And they've been, and they've been, I've got like a, like a, about five, 600 sheets of, of like, they've been doing it for years. Wow. And uh, so I've been pretty consistent on that. Like now, now uh, he's at home. He's come from school. He's allowed a bit of um, time on his phone. Then he's got to do some writing. Then he's got to uh, give. So a lot of the times I teach boys, it's easy for them to consume. Yeah. You know, we're, we're a consumer society. So the masculine gives, it penetrates, it goes outwards, it creates. And I said, look, we've got to keep creating, 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 creating. That's how we can start cultivating a masculine side, keeping your word integrity. So as much of as a test for him, it's a huge test for me too. That's awesome, man. Is like, I like that in terms, of especially the rituals. That's a good word as well, isn't it, to use? Um, uh, I think for guys, is like just something about that that word that kind of resonates in terms of having your your ritual your rituals. Um, that's kind of that kind of that discipline, non negotiables, kind of self respect type work but it's 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 good because it's like part of that as well is like because it's it's and I saw, I saw this a lot in leadership in the military is like when I was young especially as well like you I'm looking to all these guys and I didn't realize to, to this afterwards when I really started to go deeper and pick it apart but you you're kind of looking for like the guys to to follow and learn from right but you do that by um it's not really a spoken thing it's more of a visual thing of like what you see and what you're shown so it's like, is I'd be like, okay, they're saying do this, but they're not doing it themselves. And they're yeah. quite, you know, a bit full of shit. And I don't really, you know, it's like, I don't really respect them. And it's just like, I don't actually really want to work hard for them. And you get the guys that are actually like, is, you know, back that up as like, they're, they're, you know, getting you to do something. But then it's just like they they show that by like, like they they do it themselves and it's like they just have a different way of showing up and it was just like oh that's interesting but it's the same thing it's that's not a military thing that's a human thing so it's just like yeah it's, it's you're, such a good point you're there you're there um you're their kind of uh, model of like oh this is how you be a man this is how you show up as a man these are important things to know as a man to integrate. Now, obviously, they probably don't fucking appreciate it now. I'm not, I'm not no, sure. It's like, there's kids and teenagers, but it's like... They're like, oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. They, they, there, is, there is so much pushback on it, you know? Yeah. I'm, and I'm certain, like, the most important thing I'm going to teach you is to put self before anything else. Yeah. You know, self-care. It's not about being selfish. And yeah. so, so when I get up, sometimes I'm saying, I need to finish my ritual, my routine. And, I, yeah. and he sees me do it. Yeah. And he sees he sees my ritual, and so like, until I've done my ritual, my self care, yeah. then I can be recharged enough, full enough, then I can look after you guys. And then you get pocket money as well. <laughs> 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 but it, but that's the most important bit, I think, isn't it? If you're just telling them, and but if they see you doing it, it's like that's the most powerful part of that. Um, that's that's what they really test. Yeah, because, and that's yeah. and that's something is like again is like that. I put that into like leadership terms. Um, mm. It's probably the place that I come from with all of this, but it's like, it's, but you see the nice guys. I see a lot. It's just like, when I ask guys like how, where are you on your list of like, you know, self-care needs being met, um, you know, asking for, for needs to be met and what you need. 
going to do that yourself and meeting them yourself is they're like, oh man, I'm like way down the list. It's like everybody yeah, comes before so, me. Because that's so what common. you're supposed to do, right? That makes mm. you a good guy. What I actually know is, is, and if you put yourself um, at the top of the list, is like, then you're selfish. But it's like, no, you're taking care of yourself, which means that you're going to show up um, with like having your needs met and like, you know, where you can ask for them to be met as well. It's like, you're going to have a lot more energy. You're going to show up as a much better version of yourself for the people around you that need that from you. Yeah, absolutely. That That's, you got to model that, you know? Yeah. And, and, and the thing is with children, the best way to teach them is to walk your talk. You know, that to me, ultimately what I do behind closed doors mm. is, you know, as I'm maturing as a man, the most important thing to me is not that external validation to me yeah. is what, what am I doing? You know, have I done my habits? Have I done, um, you know, the things I promised myself and everybody else? Yeah. And what, one of the things I get my clients to do is I'm like, okay, do an audit of all the promises you made and see how many of them actually came true or how many of them you fulfilled. So a lot of time we, we audit a lot, you know, in my men's group, you know, we auditing constantly. And every week we have our own um, performance indicator, like integrity performance indicator. Yeah. So we have their rituals, like how many times, you know, meditation, workout, exercise, maybe no porn, whatever the rituals that they have. So they decide their rituals and then we audit every single week. We put them and then we say, okay, was it 60%, you know, this week, 70%. And, I, and I, the most important lesson I teach them is we're not aiming for 100%, but let's get to 80% integrity. Uh, yeah. We're not robots. I don't expect anyone because, you know, we, things come in the way, things happen. But as long as we can get to the 80-20% rule, your life's going to be good. And, and what I've noticed doing this high integrity accountability work for about two and a half years, the guys have emotionally stabilized more their mental health has improved yeah. uh, sleep has improved because i have a sleep discipline so for example 10 p.m my phone uh goes off 95 percent of the time so 95 percent in the last uh say two and a half years so i've got whole stats and audit on this 10 p.m i'm off and even if i and, and even if i'm um say i was talking to a girl and we're having a really good chat and it's getting sexual and it's getting horny I'm like, it's approaching 10 o'clock. And she said, what does that mean? I'm like, it's time for me to switch off. And she's, and she used to get really angry. She's like, some of them used to get angry. They're like, what? We're right in the middle of it. It's getting steamy and it's hot. And you want to switch off? I'm like, yeah, that's one of my rules. And as a nice guy, I would have been like, oh yeah, it's, it's we're getting on. I don't want to lose the connection. I'll be afraid to upset her and I'll yeah. be abandoned by her. And, I, and then she'll leave me. I'm like, no, self-care my rituals, they're important to me. And what that did was it turned them on even more. They were like, wow, it's... it's the paradox. These, are, these are the paradoxes, aren't they? <laughs> paradox, right? And she was like, wow. And I'm like, yeah. there is... you. I, I don't care how sexy, hot, and horny mm. you are or I am. I'm going to stay as grounded as I can to this. And that was Attraction 101 they're the things is like they always make me laugh because it's like guys like it's really can see it's like scrambled eggs in guys brains a lot of the times where it's just like it's you think because a lot of the sometimes a lot of the things they think they associate with being an arsehole mm. right in terms of to women's like no 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 it's just because it's like you're so stuck in this nice paradigm that is just like you 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 don't even you don't you can't even fathom that like doing something seemingly the opposite would actually um, be the the approach to take. So yeah. it's 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 that paradoxical kind of behavior um, that actually is like you say is 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 attractive. I always call it kind of the the not giving a fuck energy. It's like not that you don't give a fuck, but it's just like it's it's kind of it seems that way when you show up. Like you say, mm. you're not looking for validation outside. You're not looking for all this approval, and you're kind of doing what you want to do. And you're kind yeah. of doing your thing and you're going in your direction and you're like, yeah, people want to come cool. Um, if not cool. And that's what it is. And you're okay with being abandoned, left alone. You're okay. If you, if you leave, Hey, that's cool. Because now there is abundance out there. No problem. 
if you want to go and it, and it doesn't align with you, it doesn't suit you, that's one of the most important things about the masculine is you invite the feminine into your world and she sees the world and her power. Sorry, mate, carry on. No worries, no worries. Um, so her, her power is being able to select the man. So when you go salsa, if you've been salsa, you've got dancing, you know, there's guys are dancing and then she can select who she wants to dance with. And this is the same principle I have with, with guys. I teach them, you need to create your own world. You know, uh, David, uh, sorry, uh, Robert Glover talks about you create your own cake and then she's uh, the icing on top. Yeah. I said, you create your island. So either you're going to run a chaos island or you run a charismatic island, the charisma island. In the charisma island, you know, you have more structure, discipline, you have standards. This is the most important thing is you have standards and discipline. When I said 10 p.m. is my rule, they are standards. And it shows when, when, you, when a man has standards, it's so attractive because every day guys don't have that. They're like, oh, my God, I got attention. I got some, some pussy. Great. I'm there. They're thirsty for it. Yeah. <laughs> right? this, they're so thirsty for it. But when you have standards and you can step back and say, Hey, I invite you to my world, but that's a paradox. It's very hard trying to think for, for, for me, even thinking like, if I have standards, I'm going to be left with nothing, but that's where the patience comes in and doing the work. It is. And it's, and there's, a, there's a thing there. There's a couple of things you said there. One is the thirsty thing. It's like, and it's, it's funny because you just see that over social media, like in, in like women's comment sections, like all the time. So in, in a sense of like it's not to say obviously you can't like you, you shouldn't you know compliment women but it's like it's you can tell can't you there's a there's an energy with it there's a there's a kind of tone with it and it's just like and you just kind of like you must do that too where you just mm. kind of cringe at them you're like mate that no it's <laughs> not it's not the way <laughs> it's not the way man and it's like um but there's something else she said as well there i can't remember what it was um it was just after the the first event. What would you say after that? Creating your world. Standards, standards. That was standards. It. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and the thing as well is, like, I say to guys, is like, it's almost like it pains me to say that the standard for guys is not very high. No. And so it's like, and and that's it's it pains me to actually uh, to say that because it is actually true, and it's just like it's, and I think a lot of guys get triggered by that. Because it's mm. like you see a lot of the same around, and it's like actually, it's like it's 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 because the standards have kind of slowly over time just dropped and dropped and dropped, and complacency, and you know, you don't need to have nowadays certain traits as like you used to back in the day um, in terms of masculinity. But it's just like, but yeah, but they're like they're not for anyone else; they're for you. They feel like your mental health and like how you um lead through your life and how you get yes. direction and, and all of these pieces and uh and, and i think guys get really can get really triggered by that and but it's like raise your fucking standards it's just like it's 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 like a it's it, for me it should be a non-fucking-negotiable absolutely absolutely it's you know, when guys say, oh, you know, I'm just going to raise my standards. I'm only going to go for nines and tens and I'm only going to go for this certain kind of woman. I'm like, okay. That's cool. It's great. But do you meet the requirements of your requirements? Yeah. Do you meet your standards? Are you competent in your standards? And I said, that's where the problem lies. That's where they have this uh, psychological dissonance because they don't have, they have the standards, but they don't have that competency. Uh, one of the most important things about my work is like, are you a competent man? Because when you become competent and being a man, yeah. for example, consistency, discipline, confidence, tackling things, something, leaning in when something is offensive or painful rather than getting but hurt, you lean into it, you go into inquiry, you keep your composure, you keep your masculine frame. That's competency. That's maturity. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like, I remember like one of the most important things I found that was were useful for me was like the mental attitude that I built in the military was like instrumental in, in mm. going into this and dealing with the shit I was going through and just that like um, persistence and kind of stubbornness and kind of like is uh, of like is I'm um, just you just keep going 
It's like you just, yeah. you just, you just, whatever comes up is just you keep fucking going. And there's a part of that as well where it's kind of like not looking for perfection too. So all these talk about standards and integrity and and all of this, it's it's not like. And, you know, I'll, I'll say this for myself. It's like, I'm pretty sure you probably say the same as like, is not being perfect at it all the fucking time. It's to give yourself a kind of absolutely um, a barometer to kind of like, oh shit, I've slipped off. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, I, I, I get to kind of get myself back in. And that's, that's why it's like, it's like saying to guys, look, do, doing stuff that's unsexy and, and kind of behind closed doors and mundane and it, it, it it's it's kind of like monotonous seems like that is like and it's not instant gratification or always dopamine yeah. hits. like yeah. yeah that's one of the most important things because it's it's things are great when you think times are good but then like as soon as a challenge comes up it's just like and you have no practice at kind of in that skill area and kind of mm. and and doing difficult things like you were saying with your boys is like um you fucked <laughs> basically Absolutely, and it, and it's and it's and it is an area because it's because it's so easy not to, and that's and something, and I learned after the military is oh discipline is not just a given because I've been in this environment is like it's an everyday thing, and I've noticed how I've slipped. I'm like shit, man, and it's it's that where to cultivate that is like it's it's an everyday. That's why you say like rituals and non-negotiables and having these like little things like every day that is just like, uh, but when you, when you slip and that's why I think daily things are really important because you'll notice a lot quicker when you slip. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's how you uh, build a muscle. And one of the, yeah. the guys, one of the things I, I teach guys is the uh, SGP rule, which is first of all, if you want to succeed in anything, you want to make it into a habit, whether it's a gym, fitness, uh, meditation, uh, intimacy, anything yeah. is the, the S part is show up, you know, just keep showing up, mm. show up. So I used to hate the gym. I was like anti fitness gym in my culture. They're more, let's sit down, have tea rather than any fitness. So <laughs> I came from a culture where fitness, nothing, a bicycle, they don't even, you know, nothing of fitness. So I, I was very, um, you know, didn't do the gym or anything like that. So I'm thinking, okay, so how can I, challenges how can i change this so one of the most important things is about um, changing our habits if you want to change your life you got to change your habit that's the only way i've done work for uh i've done tony robbins work i've led teams for tony robbins you know through cruise crewing i've done les brand there's so much personal development stuff i've done it all goes back to habits you know you are what you repeatedly do so the s part is show up so i used to show up at the gym for even five five minutes and, and 10 minutes or something. And, and you know, my clients and people said, you know, why are you showing up for five minutes? What a waste of time. I said, you're missing the bigger picture here. Yeah, yeah. I said, how many times do we start something and we stop something, right? I want to end that cycle. So what I was doing was I was teaching my nervous system to show up, right? Get adjusted to the environment of me just being at the gym three, four times a week. That's all I did. Whether I did it for five minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, it didn't matter. So I got consistently going up and showing up. So that was part one, the S. And G is gradually building up the power or the strength. So gradually I thought, you know what, five minutes, I'm going to do about six minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Because what I realized before was I was stopping and starting a lot. And because of that, I did, I got injured a lot. And because of the injury, I would stop for months. And then I thought, okay, you know, my ego wants that instant gratification that you were talking about. You know, right, I need to do it fast, hard, boom, be done with it. So gradually, I started to build this up. And the P part is patience. That's when you know that you've reached emotional maturity or you're reaching emotional maturity is when you start bringing patience into it. So showing up, gradual incrementing it, and patience is what the formula I found is it changes lives and builds lasting habits. Absolutely, mate. Like super important because it's like uh, I look at that. It's like it's like your training ground, isn't it? So your training mm. ground as a guy to deal with, have the capabilities to deal with bigger problems when they show up as well in challenges because they're going to. <laughs> it's like there's no shadow of a doubt. It's like they're going to, and it's just like how how prepared are you? for that 
and not putting yeah. yourself in the best position possible um, to be able to face the challenges as much as possible. But um, absolutely, like they said, you know, good times don't last, bad times don't last. Yeah, yeah. Problem, problems, you know, problems never go away. We just change problems from one to another. Absolutely, absolutely, mate. Um, what? Uh, what do you find is like when, if we're talking like um, nice guy syndrome, what do you find are the, the, the kind of the biggest results for guys the, when they start going into that work with you, especially around nice guy um, syndrome and behavior that, that happens for them in, in whichever area of their life? So I work uh, with single nice guys to help them, you know, one, understand themselves, understand the dating process, and understand uh, attraction. And when they start working on this, first they want the superficial stuff. You know, how do I look good? You know, appearance. And then when they start working on the superficial stuff, you know, what, what do I say to her? How do I go and approach a girl? So they kind of do all the superficial stuff. And when they start getting a little bit competent at that, and they say, okay, cool, I can now talk to a girl or have a conversation or I'm on a date. Yeah. And then they struggle with, okay, what do I say next? Or how do I now build this into a romantic conversation? How do I go into romance? How do I get to the second date? And this is where it shows up. And I said, look, when you have an under-cultivated masculine side, you're not as attractive. And they don't want to invest in you as much. So when they start building the masculine stuff, they're building the more confident stuff. And when they start to refine that stuff, is taking the confidence. It's like confidence is like, for me, is taking a, a diamond in the rough. And then you take that diamond in the rough and then you shine that up. And then you, what comes out of it is charisma. It's that natural magnetism that women have for men. And I said, you want to be attractive? Work on your character. Do the hard stuff, the character. Do the inner stuff. And then attraction is a byproduct of that. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. You don't, and then you don't have to worry about, am I saying the right thing? Am I going to upset her? Is she going to like it? Is she, should I be touching her? Should I be doing this? Should I be escalating this? Should I be um, you know, going for the kiss? I said, just do the inner work. She'll be so attracted to the fact that you have standards, you have a direction, you're going somewhere, you self-care. These things are naturally signals, high status, high resourcefulness. And this is the most powerful work that you can do because you work yourself from the inside out. And she'll be like, wow, this is so rare. I don't come across men like this. That's the point as well, is it's like that byproduct. I think that's the mm. thing. It's like the byproduct. It's a thing you said there is like, which I think is a, a really probably one of the biggest key pieces is the character, isn't it? Do the things that build your character. Is yeah. a lot of the other stuff is 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 byproducts, absolutely. Um, yeah, man, it's like with, without a doubt, that's probably one of the, <laughs> the biggest pieces of advice I think for this, isn't it? Is just like is is working on your character, um, yeah. and like because a lot of the things I think um, guys want often the problems are is like they're just byproducts of like when you're focusing on on you and like building your character as a man and kind of going into some of these um, important traits as a man to kind of embody and to work on um, is like a lot of these things just happen and they're like confusing. Like It's like Craig, but it's like all these things are happening. Like in my relationships mm. improving um, is we're, we're having is like even greater sex and more often and uh, is I'm getting promoted at work and I'm getting paid more money. And like people are coming up to me and like, what we, what have you, you seem different. What have you been doing? Is this like, I don't know what to tell them because I don't feel like I'm trying. I don't feel like I'm doing anything. I'm like, that's, that's the point. That's the sweet spot. That's the fucking point. That's how it's supposed yeah. to be. It's so good. It's so good when, when guys work on themselves and they start building that, you know, like for me, when I started working on charisma, you know, I was the least last person I thought I had charisma. I'm a, ex-tech geek you know you don't go into the technical computer room and say oh my god there's a guy's full of charisma and that's the last place you live you'll ever see confidence and charisma so i want to really want to cultivate that and since doing this work it's opened up doors what i would never ever had you know doors would open up i've been to um i remember i was i took a friend and we went to new york and it was like friday night 
And there's a huge queue outside this huge club. And I thought, oh, my God, we're not going to get in. And I thought, okay, cool. No, that's not how we think. Mm. Right. So I went to the, um, so we all finally dressed. I went to the uh, uh, the bouncer and I said, hey, listen, this is our first night in New York. We're only staying for a couple of nights. Uh, you know, what's, you know, how do we go around this? Because I didn't realize there's going to be a queue. And he said, yeah, you, you, you need to get in the queue and make sure you're on the guest list. I'm like, okay, both I haven't got. So I decided talking to him and then um, he said, all right, just wait here. Then he calls the manager over. I don't know what I said, but I was just speaking in the moment. And then he looks around and he says, right, you two come in. And then he says, tells the receptionist, okay, these guys are comp. And my friend just looked at me. He wasn't into personal development, psychology, growth. He just looked at me and goes, wow, how'd you do that? I'm like, I don't know, but whatever it is, let's just enjoy this energy, this moment. Yeah. And we had such a great time. And in that, it was incredible. I met so many beautiful women. I remember there was these two girls in the corner and I was talking to this guy and I'm like, yeah, we just, I don't, you know, we're from London. This is awesome. And we were talking about these two girls and it's this, and he said, no, don't even bother. They're unattainable. Yeah, he said, I've seen them before. They come here, they're regulars, you know, they've got a lot of money, the wealth. And I'm like, okay, cool. I had no attachment that night to outcome. I just wanted to enjoy myself. And later on, we went to a different uh, a hotel around this rooftop place and we're, we're having drinks and I see those two girls and I just walked past them. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm just enjoying myself, mingling with loads of strangers. And then she comes up to me and then she starts uh, talking to me and she said, are you from the UK? I went, yeah. And then she just put her hand on my neck. And I'm like, what's with that? <laughs> she said, I just broke up with a guy from the, you know, from the UK. And the conversation started and, and we started, you know, we're hanging out. And uh, the next, you know, I'm on the dance floor with her and her friend. And then I'm making out with both of them. And one of the fr friends, he takes a photo, he goes, no, nah, I don't believe this happened. And for me, a tech guy, I would never believe opportunities like that would open up. But it's that belief. I had to start believing in myself. And the possibilities and those possibilities just invite themselves. That's the power of charisma. That's cool, man. It's like, it's like you say, it's like uh, doors, like say doors that would have seemed unattainable before. They're just like, they just seem to open up. But it's like, again, it's like how you show up. But I think, do you think that's the point as well, isn't it? Of like, uh, I think just to kind of come into closing here is it's like, it's mm. because it just, it's like, you don't feel like you're doing anything with that because it's just, it's just become who you are. And yeah. so there's no, it's like, it's kind of, it doesn't require a lot of effort or a lot of, a lot of, a lot of hard work that's been done. <laughs> that's been put in. So it just becomes, it's like, well, it's just who I am now. That's how, yeah. that's how life works for me now. And, and that's doing the work in the background. That's yeah. the, you know, when you do the work in the background, again, it's all the byproduct of that because a lot yeah. of the times, a lot of pickup, a lot of, uh, you know, seduction skills, they're very superficial they're like yeah. the makeup version of it. But when you start working on this, yeah, your opportunities open left, right, and center. I got to travel to so many places uh, because of the, this byproduct, this attitude. You know, you mentioned about attitude as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the attitude of, you know, I call it the either you've got the attitude of A or B, the beta male attitude or the alpha attitude, or the, the leader's attitude. And it was sw switching that around because most of the time my brain was very negative, complaining, moaning criticizing judging and by flipping that it's because that's what was killing my confidence that was what was killing my charisma by flipping that and having more positive i still struggle with it don't you know don't, i have good days and my bad days sure but i have more good days than bad days it's about 80 percent you know reaching that 80 percent. I, I think that's the point isn't it as well as is for guys to remember as well it's like it's not about attaining this kind of perfectionism or, or whatever it's just like no it's like it's a constant it's a constant thing it's a constant process mm. it's a constant learning that is like you'll do in some way for like the rest of your life yeah and and it's like it's not it's like I say it's 100 not where you're ever going to get to a point of, of thinking it's just like where you're you're perfect you've got a perfect you're going to fuck up you're going to make mistakes you're going to fail at things uh, and it's like these are the these are the characters this is the character building right it's just like yeah. those things are going to build your character. Um, but it's the things I think guys are like become really, we become really afraid of rather mm -hmm. than actually going into it and kind of taking those punches and just is you just keep 
you keep going. Yeah. And, and I love that point because you, you do, you make more mistakes, you get more rejected, you get, because you're going out of your comfort zone, you're doing more, you're mm. active more. So therefore you get punched more, you get, you know, trotted on the, the problems you have to solve a lot more than being in the comfort, easy, same, doing the same thing all the time. Nice dude. Where, where can, where can people uh, find you and kind of what have you got kind of going on if guys want to kind of check out your, your stuff? Yeah, they can go to my website, which is www.masculineco. Uh, and they can also find me on social media as well. So Masculine Charisma, uh, that's my uh, company handle. So they can go on social media or they can go on um, my website. Two things I do is one-to-one coaching. I do like a three-month, 12-week coaching accelerator where they we dive deep into this. And then I start helping the guys to start shifting their mind mindset, belief, and then getting rid of the nice guys, you know, getting rid of that nice guy syndrome and then start to awaken their, their charismatic, the confident side. Yeah. yeah. And then also have a men's group as well. Again, men need men to help them support them so they can learn off, be challenged and have role models. And in my men's group is super high accountability as well. So they get a lot of accountability to make sure they're on track. Yeah. Uh, it's not for, it's not for the ones who just want an easy life. So it is, you know, you go through an application, I have a conversation with you. If I feel like you're a fit and then you will, you know, you really want this, then, you know, uh, we'll have a look at uh, you joining the group. Nice man. Um, I appreciate you coming on. It's like that was a, it was a good chat and enjoyed that. Yeah, me too. And you know, I learned a lot as well. So thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. We all do, mate. Is that's what I like about it? It's just like we're always, and I think that's the, the good side of it as well as the humility going, hey, man, this isn't like easy. Like none of us, like we do this work and we, we're, you know, really not perfect. We fuck up, we <sighs> fail, make mistakes. It's like that's, and I think that the more often you do that, it's just the, yeah. the, the more kind of, um, like you say, the, the character you're building and you, you kind of, um, you, you're eventually going to kind of break through onto the side of that. But it's just, it's just part of the process and you can't fucking avoid it. Mm. So I would say it's the guys is like, especially when you start going to deep, deep emotional work with men as well is like, which is what a lot I do kind of a lot of the, the healing side too and childhood stuff is just like they're like oh man is like crazy this is really uncomfortable you know it's like when you start feeling natural emotions <laughs> it's it's like it's terrible and the guy's like i don't want to do this like, i get what you're saying but it's like tough shit you've you've yeah. got to so sit with it nicest way you can get the fuck on with it <laughs> yeah you gotta sit with it you know you gotta sit yeah. with it and and pain won't go until it stop teaching you the lesson that you need to learn yeah yeah man Awesome. Um, well, thanks for coming on, buddy. Um, it was great to actually kind of meet you after seeing you around on socials and, and have a chat. And um, I'll uh, I'll let you know um, when this goes up. Brilliant. And 